Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover, part of the Belly Up Podcast Network. Thank you for joining the Queens of Belly Up Wrestling as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady, Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. Our intent with this podcast is to always bring you the latest from the wrestling world. We always try to keep it fun and entertaining. However, there's no way we can start off this episode without talking about the events of this past week. The WWE world became extremely real. Before we get started, we would like to say rest in peace to, without a doubt, the best ring announcer of all time, Howard Finkel. On Wednesday, WWE announced that they would have to make financial cuts due to the effects from COVID-19. Without ticket sales from live events, the company's income has taken a significant blow. The financial cuts led to the release or furlough of employees, which included over 20 superstars from all brands and the Performance Center. So, Kayla, I'll throw this one to you first. What are your thoughts about um, the events from this past week? I was shocked. I mean, it kind of hit us all hard really quick, especially on some of your favorite superstars that you, you know, really hoped would get a good push maybe sometime later down the line. Um, Especially as far as some of the referees. I know one of them there has been there for, what, maybe 15 or some more years. One was 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, With it just being, you know, had to cut because of the COVID-19 going on, Part of me thinks maybe some of the refs or officials might be able to get a chance to come back. But um, I really hope it's just temporary because it really, it shocked me. And I really, because I'm at work and you guys are like, this person's getting released. This person's getting released. I'm like, really? Are we going to have anything left? You know? So mm-hmm. um, it kind of it kind of hurt me because I know they were feeling the pain. You know, especially they never probably expected to come. So I feel what they were going through. And then... Drake Maverick's video on Twitter. I promise you I've never cried for Drake Maverick. I always laughed at him. But, um, yeah, um, after seeing that video, I definitely felt their pain today, that day. No, I definitely know what you mean, especially with that Drake video, because it's like I couldn't even finish watching it because I was getting teary-eyed. And as far as, like, anybody possibly coming back, the only people that I know for sure were at least furloughed were – the producers, with the exception of uh, Kurt Angle, as right. far as like some, of them, yeah. So I mean, but I, yeah, I'm definitely with you. I hope a lot of this is temporary, but we'll, I guess we'll have to see what how this plays out. Jolie, oh, definitely upset about um, most of them getting fired. I mean, Kurt getting fired. I understand that he probably wants to take some time off, you know, regardless. So, um, but. I think, you know, one of the shitty things that some of them are doing, I know I'm going to get flack for this, but I don't care, is um, they're going out making t-shirts. And I get it, they have to make money, but if you read their contracts, they're still getting paid for 90 days. That's why there's a new compete clause mm-hmm. for 90 days. So, um, the actually, Drake, I'm... Drake and Sarah were the two ones that I'm heartbroken the most about, but I think Sarah was quote-unquote let go because I honestly do feel that she was injured in that match against Shayna Baszler. Like, the way she screamed when Shayna jumped on her arm that day. Right. I I honestly felt like she was legit injured, 
and I feel that some of them might be able to come back to the WWE. Um, I'm pretty sure Zack Ryder and Curtis Hawkins, they're already going to go to AEW. Heath Slater, I don't know where he's going to go because, well, he's a glorified jobber. I'm sorry. He is. I mean, he doesn't have... Drew's already always had that about him. Jinder has that about him. Heath, lovable dude, but he's not a... He's just a mid-card jobber, unfortunately. Um, EC3 is either probably going to go to AEW or uh, back to Impact. Probably Drake as well. Um, I think the Good Brothers said they're probably going to go to New Japan when that when they're allowed to travel. Yeah. Which they've wanted to go back there for a while, and I'm okay with that. Um, I know AJ said something on his um, live stream that he's really upset that he couldn't protect uh, Gallows mm-hmm. and Anderson, but it's like who else would they cut? Again, Drake and Sarah were the ones that really broke my heart. Um, Cassius Ono, I think, kind of hit me too because he was actually a decent guy. Um, but he most likely would be able to come back because he's a trainer in NXT UK mainly. You know, he's actually moved on from that. Um, I mean, some of them didn't shock me at all. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the Gallows and Anderson, Sarah Rowe, Drake, EC3 wanted out. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, it is what it is. You've got 22 million people as of right now. We'll know Thursday what the uh, bigger numbers are. Um, but you got 22 million people out of a job. I'm one of those 22 million people. These wrestlers, I mean, as Mike Bennett or Mike Canellis is saying, you know, non-essential wrestling. Um, dude, you guys still got paid. Mm-hmm. You got paid more than a lot of us are getting paid right now. I know people that had to go wait in line for food banks in Texas and in... Uh, <laughs> look at the lines outside Dallas. That line was over 2,000 cars. There's a place in San Antonio that had 10,000 cars. This 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 makes what's going on real, and all the anger and the hatred and the like, the abhorrent vitriol, rage people were pushing towards Vince, saying that he better take a pay cut and where's the five hundred million dollars? Really need to learn what business businesses are all about. Exactly. Yeah, there was such a big misconception about all the facts and figures when all that came out on Wednesday. Yeah, I think somebody actually broke it down. They only have $90 million on hand cash. Mm-hmm. So, and that's for all their employees. And they've got a line of credit that they can use. Uh, I forget who broke all this down. I know it was Meltzer that actually put all the false um, bullshit out there. And yes, they Good old Meltzer. Meltzer is a fucking bitch, and if I ever meet him, I would kick him in his balls, but there would be nothing there. Um, (laughs) But what a lot of people also don't realize is, unlike AEW, Mm -hmm. the WWE is publicly owned by shareholders. Vince actually doesn't have much stock in the WWE anymore because he sold the majority of it for the XFL which just went bankrupt. 
Yeah. I think the actual WWE own maybe 1% of the XFL. So, you know, which uh, that that's perfectly legal and it's perfectly fine. So they're like the fact that they're saying all of this and all that and the, the, the CEOs and the top execs better be taking pay cuts. They are, if they actually read everything line by line, they are all getting significant pay cuts. Mm-hmm. What, like, what are people going to say if they cut people like Becky Lynch or Seth Rollins? You know, it's it, this, this is a bigger picture and this is why, unfortunately they are essential and need to do live shows. Yeah. Oh man, shit has become real. So let's try to. Th- okay, so let's think th- a few months down the line and everything like that. So, Jolie, if you did have a chance to bring back one person who got released, who would it be? I would honestly have to go with Sarah Rowe mm-hmm. uh, because she does have potential. Don't get me wrong, I love Drake. I think he'd be great to come back to, but um I think Sarah deserves that that shot again. Um But can we can we address one thing? Okay. Why the fuck was Lana not fired? good question because it's like this the storyline with her and Bobby's gone sideways. Rusev was released and everything like that. So you would think Lana would be on the list too. Vince, I get it. I do. Get rid of her. She's got TikTok now. She doesn't need you anymore and we don't sure as fuck want her. Go read Twitter. People are saying, why Sarah? Why not Lana? Yeah, because it's like, I totally agree with you on that, Jolie, because it's like, I think out of everyone, it's like, you never want to see anybody lose their job for, that's like hands down and everything like that. But she's the one that I think a lot, there. there's like a lot of potential there. There's a lot that could have been done with her and hasn't been so far because with Riot Squad, it's like she, she can only do so much. And then ever since they broke up the Riot Squad, she hasn't had a chance to shine on her own. I see a lot of power potential in her, a lot like Charlotte and Natty. And then also another way you could have gone with this is like you could have teamed her up with her husband with the Viking Raiders and had something done right there too. So there was a lot of different things that could have been done with her and they haven't didn't really take advantage of it. So I hope the hell she gets another shot to get back in. And Kayla, like, oh, oh, sorry. I, was say, I, I don't see any other company taking her, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, okay. like, well, right now, nobody can get a job anywhere. It's going to yeah. take at least, well, 90 days for number one. But if they're yeah. talking about, oh, not, it's going to be a while before any live things, it's, you know, AEW is not going to be able to hire anybody. Uh, apparently, they are going to be putting on double or nothing, I read somewhere, uh, but without the crowd because they need the pay-per-view guys Yeah. because they're they're losing money, too. And it's like, but you, you don't hear them talking about that. I mean, yes, 
what the WWE does is kind of wrong. They do hoard wrestlers. They have a hoarding problem. Maybe we can get hoarders, TV counselors to come talk to them. But, you know, it, it, is, it is a horrible thing what's going on. They, they do do this, but a lot of times they do try to get the people over. On, like mm-hmm. NXT, I swear to God, everybody in NXT can get over. I've never seen a majority of NXT people can get over. There are some people like, um, unfortunately, Miss Tynera Conti, who just got recently released. She right. really didn't get over. No. But like, but like guys like the revival, but they can't somehow get that over on mainstream. And like I, I've always said this, wherever the revival go, I hope they're happy. I'm glad they didn't make them into the comedy act. I'm glad they put their foot down and said no to Vince. Yeah. And you know, but it's like sometimes it just doesn't register over on the main roster. Yeah. Oh man. All right, Kayla. So, okay. So if you had to bring bring back somebody, who would you bring back? In most cases, I thought about this yesterday. Um, As far as uh, Jolie has said earlier, Zack Ryder, maybe Kurt Hawkins. I know him and Cody is um, him and Zack Ryder and Cody Rhodes has been good friends ever since. um, I want to say, well, 15 years because when he were, they were close. I definitely Mm -hmm. do see him going to AEW. So, eventually so i'm really not worried about him um but i'm gonna have to agree with you and jolie cat um sarah Rowe, that was the most devastating one it was like she could accomplish way a lot more um like we talked multiple times um we wanted to see her team up with eric from the biking raiders her husband and a part of me wanted to see you know maybe if it's not ruby riot kind of want to see her team of Liv morgan and actually go get those tag team titles that they should have, you know, maybe not be the first ones. I'm happy Bailey and Sasha got them, but right. you know, but I, part of me kind of hope they would have, you know, got them definitely prefer before the iconics got them. But <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely, if I had a chance to bring somebody back, I'd bring Sarah back because she wasn't done. No, nah. like Jolie said, you know, there's a chance nobody's going to pick her up or even take a chance on her. So, yeah. and that's what really sucks about it. So, <sighs> man. So, I mean, I mean, this is just like one of those things. It's like we hope it's not. We hope it's not, doesn't last forever, and we do hope in the end that we can get some of these guys back on the roster. Well, you know what? All right. Uh, hold on. Another thing that people aren't actually realizing is it's okay. the weeks after WrestleMania. What happens the weeks after WrestleMania? Normally, something that didn't happen last year. People get cut. This mm-hmm. could have already been planned for some of these people, like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. So th- this is something that could have already been planned. Unfortunately, it, it, this is happening during one of the most oddest experiences of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I really feel bad for the teenagers that are born during this time because they're going to be forever known as the quarantines. unfortunately and it's like I think like I saw something on Facebook it's like especially with like the kids who were born after 9-11 or around 9-11 time and then they're graduating high school around this time so it's just like it's like one thing after another 
unfortunately. All right, let's lighten up the mood a little bit. All right, let's get into some storylines that did happen this week. All right, Monday Night Raw. So, towards the end of Monday Night Raw, Andrade, we had a champion versus champion match with Andrade, the U.S. title holder, and the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. And then after the match, Mr. Pouty, he couldn't get over WrestleMania. The man bun himself decided to come down to the ring and kind of and stop out Drew McIntyre. And so he's trying to make his presence known for a very undeserving title shot. But that's my opinion, and I'm sure just to hear all chiming on that too herself. <laughs> oh man! But um, all right. Actually, I'm not gonna waste any more time. Jolie. First things first. What do we want to call that stable of Zelina, Andrade, Angel Garza, and uh, Austin Theory? I had an idea. This literally came to me when I was in the shower. <laughs> that's a hell of a place. Zelina's Angels. <laughs> it's the reverse of Charlie's Angels. Come on, we just need to make it them to do the pose. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Zelina's Angels. That's what they are. Ay, but, perfecto. No. Uh, but um, Seth being the first one to attack Drew, um, one, he is very undeserving of a title shot at the moment. But why? He's the Messiah. And? Really? I feel like the Miz in this point. Really? 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 There are so many more people that are far more deserving of a title shot. Oh, I don't know. Maybe like the guy that beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? Uh, Kevin Owens? Mm-hmm. Or um, maybe... Oh, I don't know. Andrade himself, because those two put on killer matches back at NXT, and there's a lot of bad blood apparently between them. Oh, since, yeah. You know, Andrade did injure Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, who else could be up for a title? Um, hell, uh, give, it, give Ricochet another shot. There's so many more people that are more deserving and more up there for it. Um, actually, in all honesty, I wasn't thinking that this was the way that they were going to go, to be perfectly honest. Um, I was kind of hoping that, um, a certain modern day Maharaja would come back. Apparently he's cleared. Apparently, yes, yes, I've heard that, I've read that, and, um, but Seth... Seth needs to learn how to be a wrestler without the title. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel the same way about Becky sometimes. I feel the same way about Charlotte. Sometimes they have to learn again how to be a humbled wrestler without the title because the title doesn't make the man or the woman. The woman makes the title. And I'm sorry, but whenever Seth has the title, it sucks. <laughs> he has some... Okay, now, let's look back at last year. The Extreme Rules match with him and Becky versus um, Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. That, that was a great match. I was in the arena for that match. I was there. And I'll tell you one thing. 
Once Brock's music hit, I jumped up and cheered. There's just, really? Oh my god, yes. That place went fucking ape shit for Brock. It huh. literally did. Like they went absolutely bonkers. And the funny thing is when Bailey came out, they actually went silent. Like it's so weird. Hmm. Like oh it, there's just like certain people that they go quiet for, but like Brock did get his booze, but a lot majority of people were actually cheering for Lesnar. And like I'm high fiving people and we're like, yes, and like thank fuck. Because <laughs> there's just unless Seth has the right people around him. As a face, mm-hmm. he sucks as a champion because he needs that person to push him. Brock knows how to push him. Seth going after Drew right now, he's I, he better not drop or I will go to uh, Stanford, Connecticut, turn my size uh, 12 shoe sideways, shine that some bitch up real nice and shove it straight up. Vince's candy ass, and I'll have a <laughs> corona patient with me to sneeze on him. <laughs> because Drew is the epitome of a champion. Exactly. And, I mean, and everybody's like, well, they're, they're, the running joke on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook is, okay, how many, what's, what's the pool for how many days before people start turning on Drew? I don't think people are, are going to start turning on Drew I mean, you're going to have the few, but I don't think it's going to be as many as it was with, like, Seth and and um, even Roman. Charlotte. Even with Charlotte, like, she's already had people turning against her, and it's just like... Roman Roman just has people turning against him for other different reasons. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been hearing people actually, and I'm not AEW, but people are starting to say, like, okay, Mox just sucks. Some people are better chasing the title than they are holding the title. And that's the sad truth. Jericho, I will say this, Jericho can hold on the title forever. He honestly can because he doesn't need the title. Yeah. But the people that chasing him, like he makes the people better. Drew can hold on to the title. I can see him making people better. I mean, it could be a great series with him and, and Seth, to be perfectly honest. But, again... Out of all the people in that Royal Rumble, you go with Seth. I mean, the guy that lost at WrestleMania, the guy that looks like emo Jesus. <laughs> I no, please for the love of motherfucking no. I, I, I hope that he gets a claymore gets knocked the fuck out, and goes to the back of the line like a good little boy. Alright, take a breather. Whew! Alright. Actually, play tame. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, that is very true. (laughs) Yes. Alright, Kayla. In the famous actions, they won't see my actions, but in the famous... Honor of the Usos. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> what are you doing, Seth? <laughs> um, you had your moment. This is Drew's moment. He's deserved it for s- how many years? Um, and I'm really happy that Drew's finally got this opportunity. But I'm going to make this short and sweet and to the point. 
because I think Jolie pretty much covered everything. Mm-hmm. But Monday, Monday Night Messiah needs to go find his little lost puppy dog called Murphy and go back to praying to the wrestling gods and leave McIntyre alone. <laughs> because like Jolie had covered, you don't need a title every time. Okay, you might think it looks pretty or whatever, but take a breather. Step away. Let someone else have that moment. It's not all about Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah. It's like, uh, everybody, it's like, the way that they were doing it towards the end of Raw and just him in the back kind of like glazed, it's like he's still in shock about what happened and everything. And and then all of a sudden he comes and takes it out on Drew and I, I think he's like kind of playing to his Scottish uh, temper and pride and everything like that because if you piss off Drew too much, like with the big show and everything, it's like he's going to like want to let it rip and stuff like that. So yeah, it's like they could have decided on someone else better, but this is unfortunately where we're at and hopefully he gets a Claymore the hell out of the arena. Or, or the performance center, I should say. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, no. It'll be at the... Right. Uh, isn't, isn't the Money in the Bank going to be at Stanford? Oh, yeah. Headquarters. Excuse me. Yeah. Can, can uh, he pay more him off the building? <laughs> <laughs> you can put airbags down. I'm not saying kill him. I'm just... <laughs> or that big thing Or that big thing that they always put out for the jumpers. Yeah. The trampoline type thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of money in the bank, um, this past uh, week we started. They started qualifying matches, and on Raw we had all the women. The Raw women have been taken care of, so we had Kyrie and Nia Jax with Nia picking up the win. We had Sarah Logan with Shayna Baszler with uh, Shayna injuring Sarah and her unable to continue. And then we had Oscar Ruby Riot with Oscar picking up the win. And then they announced the qualifying matches for the men for next week with Ray versus uh, Ray Mysterio versus Murphy, Alistair Black versus Austin Theory, and Apollo Cruz versus I don't I can't even believe I'm saying this MVP. And we also it, and then we also got it started on SmackDown as well. So we had Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro with Daniel Bryan picking up the win. And then the shocker, and I know our boy Casey loved this, with Dana Brooke going up against Naomi and with Dana Brooke picking up the win. And I know they got qualifying matches set for next week on SmackDown with Lacey going against Sasha. And I completely forgot what the men's match is for next week. The qualify the qualifying the qualifying men's match on SmackDown, so I know that'll come to me in a second. But um, all right. So Kayla, on the qualifying side and everything like that, uh, who should have had a chance to get into the matches at least? Huh. Oh wow. Um, honestly. If I had to actually really choose to be, I'm going to go jump to the raw side. Um, mm-hmm. The whole Oscar and Ruby Riot, and a part of me kind of wish Ruby Riot would have gotten that opportunity. Okay. Um, I say that because I feel like Oscar 
has just got now over 172-day uh, tag team title reign with Kyrie Sane. Um, congratulations to the Buki Warriors for breaking that record. Made me happy. Because yeah. Iconics don't have it no more. Um, but kind of shocked me. Because um, I'm not a big fan of Ruby Riot. I do admit that. Um, ever since she came back into uh, Tat Liv Morgan, because I was I'm a big Liv Morgan fan. Um, but yeah, I honestly think Ruby Riot deserved it. Should have deserved the chance. Um, the other one that actually did get in there that I think maybe give her more motivation, not necessarily win the Money in the Bank, but after having the double knee surgery, um, I would definitely can't wait to see Nia Jax dominate that Money in the um, Money in the Bank ladder match. Mm-hmm. You know, get her momentum build up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and honestly, another one that's not in there that I think deserved it. Maybe even put Natalia versus Ruby Riot. You know, some you know some of your people that really don't get the title opportunities because I mean, obviously we see even with some of the we'll go back to the releases. You see a lot of people that they have that never you know got that opportunity. Yeah. And like they're overlooked. So yeah. um Ruby Riot's definitely one us overlooked, follow us and many others. Mm-hmm. So um definitely Ruby Riot was one that should have got a chance in there. Not Asuka. Sorry Asuka. Go back to the end of the line for now. <laughs> and I'm gonna kinda jump on that bandwagon with the Kabuki Warriors because it's like if I could have swapped out somebody, I probably would have swapped out uh Kyrie Sane for Liv Morgan. Because it's like you've seen her yeah. moments, like kind of like back and forth here and there and everything like that. And I mean, I love Kyrie. Don't get me wrong, I love Kyrie Sane and I love the Kabuki Warriors. But it's like, as far as like a singles title shot and everything like that, um, it's like I don't know. I don't know if they still would have. They probably would have still played the match up the same way. But at least give Liv Morgan a a, um, a shot in there. Exactly. And yeah. And let's see. As far as yeah, we'll we'll talk about this in the next one. Jolie, who do you think should have gotten the shot that hasn't? Um. Well, Dana got the shot, which uh, actually made me very happy. I am kind of yeah. sad though that Naomi is out because Naomi's just awesome on the ladder match, mm-hmm. and now I'm kind of um. I don't know who to root for next week between Lacey and Sasha. They should have swapped that, like switched that up. So like they went against other people to go in for the ladder match. That way they were both in the ladder match together. Um, Cause I think that would have been better. But um, Liv Morgan is the one that's actually standing out to be missing from this whole equation. And I feel like I agree about Ruby, but Liv has just come from such a, a major transformation and, yeah, I just feel that um, she would have put on a hell of a performance up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually kind of against Nia Jax doing it, mainly because of the knee surgery. Um, I, I know they say that your ACL sometimes comes back stronger, but again, you're on top of a ladder and you get pushed off the wrong kind of, even if somebody's got a healthy ACL, but still like she jumps off and she could rupture it and destroy it again. So it's like, that was 
of all the matches for her to come back, like that's the one thing that scares me about this is that she could actually re-injure and re-aggravate it. So Nia was the actual shocker, and I felt bad for um, Kyrie. Um, I mm-hmm. thought if they were gonna, they should have done something is have um, like maybe bring up an NXT person, like maybe have Rhea go for it. Mm. That that would have been something. Um, that way, like she could ca- if she won, she could cash in on Charlotte. But um, but no, and for the men's side, um, I am actually very shocked that Apollo Cruz is in it, <laughs> and I feel that if he actually beats MVP, he he's actually getting you know, a push and that actually makes me kind of happy because that marathon match between him and Alistair Black was beautiful. I mean, it was just fantastic. Like, yeah, I, and, um, yeah. So the Apollo Crews is actually shocking in the men's side. I'm actually liking that. They don't have a lot of like normal name people in it. Like you've got, um, Austin Theory and Alistair Black. Um, Buddy Murphy against... Uh, who's Buddy Murphy fighting? Ray. Yeah, Ray Mysterio. I mean, that's going to be an epic match. Like, I can't... I, yeah. I can't... I can't... I could be... I would be happy either way, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Um, but other than that, the uh, Cesaro-Daniel Bryan match was awesome, too. Yeah. I mean, if I had to, I mean, as far as, like, who I don't think um, should be in all this and everything like that, uh, it's like, like, I mean, from the tone of my voice, you probably, probably picked on it, it's like, I'm shocked that MVP's even in this conversation, but if it's probably going to be something to, like, kind of push Apollo and everything like that, which I'm okay with that, but still, I mean, MVP even anywhere near this is, like, unbelievable, and it's, like, Austin Theory, again, he just came up, and he's getting, like, another, like, even a qualifying match is, like, incredible, and so, yeah, and then, so, but it's, like, if, but it's, like, if, these are, like, for pushes and everything like that. I mean, I'm okay with that. But it's, like, some of these names, when I heard it, I was, like, going, huh? <sighs> Man. And I don't know. I still – and I don't know who the, even the third men's qualifying match – I don't know who the third set of qualifying matches is because they're – on SmackDown, they're doing it a little bit differently week to week. Yeah, so yeah that, that, that was shocking that they're doing it, like, week to week. Yeah, because it's, like uh... – because it's like raw, it's like three, one week, three, one week, done. They're done. So it's just like, it's like, it's like SmackDown, they're giving us like a little taste of it. It's like, here's a little niblets here and there. Well, they also do have a two-hour show via a three-hour show. So I can understand why Raw is breaking it up the way that they are. Some more things about Money in the Bank. Drew Gulak and King Corbin is for SmackDown. And um, I'm sitting here thinking, listening to you all. I just had the most craziest idea. Just a theory. Oh. Okay. Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is going to win. She's going to go to the Money in the Bank 
Bailey is going to retain somehow against Tamina. Sasha Banks is going to re- cash in on her at Money at the Bank. Instead of just holding it out? Yep, I think she's going to cash it in. She's going to pull an Alexa Bliss and cash in on Bailey. Uh, don't you mean she's going to pull a Bailey? Oh, yeah, yeah, Bailey did it too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> pull a Bailey and a Alexa because Alexa did it that year again. Uh, against uh Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And it's like and it's like you you like wait for the perfect opportunity. Alexa caused her opportunity because it's like she caused she ended the match and then cashed it in. Yep. Still pissed me off. I know, right? <laughs> it's like Ugh. But I was happy for her. I'm like, okay, go Lexi, just go. <laughs> and uh before we move on, I want to back up to Dana Brooke. As okay. far as congratulations for to her for winning that, she needed an opportunity. Like I saw in the chat, our friend Casey was jumping for joy. I could just see him through the screen, just jumping up and down. Um, I'm glad she got it because she's been buried for so long. Um, great opportunity. Um, part of me, as much as I love Nikki Cross and Alexa being tag team, part of me is going for Carmella and Dana Brooke for the tag team titles. Oh, next week's. Yes. Mm. So, like I said, they may not get it. They may not. But, you know, either way, I think it's time. I think it's actually time for Dana to get her belt. Carmella's had the 24-7 championship and the SmackDown title, which, Gronkowski, you still got that title, buddy. Yeah, Um, bring it back, bud. (laughs) Bring it back. I don't know where you're at. You're hiding out in a closet somewhere. Um, But, no, for real, um, Dana Brooke definitely deserved that opportunity in the Money in the Bank. Um, but I think she deserves it more, maybe become tag teams. Like I said, I may not see it, but I'll probably be like Casey too, jumping up and down if she does get it. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. NXT. Whew. It's funny how so much can happen in a two hour show. Let me just jump to the ending. Cause that was like the kind of like the part we've been waiting for, for weeks now. Tommaso Chop on the end, probably didn't want to, but being the gentleman that he is, giving his um, props to Gargano. And then, unfortunately, he gets attacked from behind. We see Mr. Cross and Miss Scarlet making their presence known. We know him as Killer Cross, and apparently his name is now Carrion Cross. And apparently it was, it was his, uh, he came up with that on his own. So, Kayla. Like it? Hate the way it played out? What's your thought? <laughs> I'll give you a funny story. Um, okay. <laughs> I had actually got, when I f- finished watching NXT, I had it on my TV because I'll go back and I had it on my phone and I'm in the kitchen and all of a sudden I hear Tomasa talking. I'm like, okay. I hear screaming, a bunch of banging, and then TikTok. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So I had to literally go back and watch it. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. That's what makes sense. Like I said, when you're not watching it, you just hear the effects. And then the words, you're just like, okay, uh, what just happened? But right. um, I actually kind of liked it. I think it was kind of an interesting way. Because normally you would just see somebody come out and just like, I don't know, kick them out of the ring. Just show up, you know, different things like that. I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little good of a good twist, so I'm pretty excited to see what Scarlet and Cross has got up their sleeve next. 
So, Chimpa, TikTok. And, oh, my God, Scarlet, those boots. <laughs> Shit. Ah, Jolie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I have been waiting for this uh, ever since they said he was coming to the WWE. And since Miss Scarlet's been sitting over here, you know, I've, I've actually been positively salivating over them actually getting a chance to come to the WWE and actually getting to spread their wings. Now, I say, he said his name is Carrion? Yeah, with a K. Okay. Because it's like, because it's like that night, he, uh, they tweeted out a, um, shirt that he shop. Yeah, a shirt, yeah. And apparently there's like a special meaning behind Carrion, so it kind of fits in with this whole mantra and everything like that, so it kind of, so it ended up kind of works with him. Well, the actual definition of Carrion is the decaying of flesh of dead animals, which if you look at his his vignettes that led up yeah. to it, it's like it, it just it does fit him to be kind of mm-hmm. be perfectly honest. So it's like it's kind of uh kind of sick. It's sick and, and twisted and wonderful at the same time. What's funny that she says that because I'm looking at his Twitter bio. It says WWE uh, Poltergeist, the people's executioner and immortal rabbit trap god. <laughs> so we have a twist on her. Twisted, crazy but minded person right now. <laughs> One twisted son of a bitch is more like it. <laughs> and you know what? I'm all for it, and I'm kind of glad that he went after Champa and not after um, Gargano and Candice. Um, but with that being said, it's it's like I can't wait to see Scarlet, more of Scarlet, not just those boots, those fucking boots. This is exactly what those were. Um, and you know, just like the when it's TikTok, it's like what the fuck just happened? It's like. And and they let you know when something is gonna happen. It's like whenever they put the the little box on the certain side of the screen, mm-hmm. the show's not ending it. And I saw it like, oh, here comes Cross. <laughs> uh, I, I I I've been waiting for this. Like I said, the dude is a beast. The dude is sick, and um, yeah, uh, bring it on. And just his eyes alone, it's like, ugh. He he's very expressionist. Like he he's definitely one of those performers that is very expressionist, and like he just his mannerisms, his his eyes, everything. It just sucks you right in. So it's like, all right, let's see where this goes. <laughs> exactly. All right, and during the course of the night, we heard from the new NXT Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair, who actually put a kind of a twist on her plans. Um, she said that she's going to be the first to dominate all phases of the past, the present, and now the future, because she's heard from everybody that the NXT Women's Division is the best across all brands. She's going to run through them now. And the first on her list that she's giving a quote-unquote lottery ticket to would be Mia Yim, kind of circling back through her first match with NXT. 
And so I'm listening to this, and I'm like going, hmm, you cocky bitch. But this is Charlotte we are talking about. She had, I mean, whether you've had issues, like I've, I myself have had issues with like how she's gotten her title reigns or the like her title reigns in general, but she has proven herself to be a dominant force among the women's division. So some of her words, very interesting. But it's like she's definitely making her presence known. How long that's gonna last, I don't know because I'm praying EO takes that title from her. But that's just me. Uh, Jolie, what you think? Charlotte's speech, huh? Mm hmm. Yeah. I gotta I gotta say something real quick. Go ahead. All hail the queen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's like, yeah, the the whole Mia Yim match, which uh, I feel is awesome on her part, because um, they both kind of got their starts in that match. Mm-hmm. I think that's when, right after that, she went. Uh, Mia went to um, TNA as um, Jade. I think, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, no, Charlotte has run through everybody in the division. Now, she can say that she's run through Becky and Bailey. That is true. But lately, Becky and Bailey made Charlotte their bitches. Mm-hmm. So, again, I see why they did what they did. This this brings a whole new element to the women's division in NXT. You have arguably one of the best of all times, uh, going against these up-and-comers, and can't wait for it. Um, yeah. So, like I said, all hail the queen. She's gonna give us content for days. I mean, seriously, her alone. Like, I, I, I'm just in, in, envisioning um, Charlotte versus Mia, Charlotte versus Dakota, Charlotte versus Tegan, Charlotte versus... Um, Raquel, Charlotte versus Shotzi. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that Charlotte versus Shotzi match. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be awesome. Calmate, oh. woman. Calmate. I oh, know, I'm just saying because Shotzi is Becky esque. Yeah. I mean, in her, in her, her style and her build. So, like, I feel like that match would be kind of a really badass match. Like, I, even the EO match is going to be completely off the hook um mm-hmm. i mean i kind of like want her to like hold off for the eo match like i kind of want them to just uh because technically w- was it a number one contenders match or was for a future title opportunity it wasn't right away now it's that number one it's that number one contenders match but from the way she sounded in her speech it's like it's like basically it doesn't sound like it's gonna be anytime soon. Like either way, I, I kinda kinda hope they wanna put that off for a little bit. Um, have Charlotte wrestle on NXT um matches with some of the other women uh before she gets to EO. That way EO can beat her and then EO can go on and be EO. Um <laughs> I mean that's that's a takeover match right there. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, like I, I'm I'm very, very excited to see what Charlotte does with the women's division in NXT. Yeah. Kayla, your fair your fellow Carolina girl, what'd you think? Um, as always, killer promo. Um I definitely always do have to listen to her promos because I think it's one of the best. I've always enjoyed hers. Um, and I'm kind of agree with Jolie a little bit about how she needs to work her way up to EO because um, cause you got others like maybe Cancel Ray, Tegan Knox, you know, anybody that she can take out because I feel like she needs to um, build up her momentum a little bit because EO is somebody different that she's never wrestled. And I believe it's going to be one of her biggest challenges. So in a way, other way, she needs to basically just build build her conf well not confidence because she's got confidence just mm-hmm. build herself up towards it and like you know keep it as a takeover or you know maybe not do it as a takeover but if you're going to do i don't know even a no fan summer summer slam like they've been saying um take it to wrestle uh not wrestlemania uh take it to summer slam you know make it the first you know first nxt match at um summer slam like we had uh the nxt championship at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. So, yeah. you know, make it make it more rememberable cuz um definitely EO EO really deserves this opportunity. So Yeah, and it's like with this uh with the match whenever it happens with EO, it's something that they definitely don't want to rush into. It's like they need to build that up with everything. Yeah, and so it's So huh? it's like if she No, it's like if they rush into it. It's like Oh, sorry. We're not ready for you to win. Goodbye. You know, yeah, that's gonna piss a lot of fans off if that mm-hmm. happens. Definitely. Oh God, yeah. yeah. If if they just have her win and then net gets beaten like two seconds, like no, no. This this match needs it has it's a takeover level match. It's a SummerSlam level match. It's a Survivor Series level match. Let's start a riot. <laughs> <laughs> that's and it's like, oh. <laughs> do what, Jolly? That's a song by um, Papa Roach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, she even like said in an interview, it's like she gets, she's, she's, you know, herself is like so excited for this match. It's like she gets to have a match with Charlotte Flair. And so, all right. So, we mentioned Tegan and everything, and Tegan finally has some backup. Finally. So during this match she had this past week with Raquel, uh, Dakota's little side, big big sidekick and everything like that, Mishati Blackheart came to Tegan's aid, and it seems like they are going to be a tag team uh, teaming up to take on Raquel and Dakota. I love this. I'm excited. Tegan finally has some backup, and Jolie, I know you're big. You're a big Shotzi fan and everything like that. You excited about this? God, yeah. And, and Shotzi already has a name for the team. Team Shiny Balls. And I'm all <laughs> for it. I want that on a t-shirt. I will wear that shirt proudly. Um, <laughs> I, I'm actually glad that they're finally, you know, that's the one thing that's been pissing me off with the whole Tegan versus uh, Dakota and uh, Raquel um, is that, you know, where where was Mia? Where was Candace? Nobody came out to help her. I yeah. was so glad to see Shotzi come out and just like whoop on her with the helmet. I thought that was great. It was it was about time that 
somebody finally came out and helped Tegan. And um, again, I that that women's division is running circles around everything right now. I mean, I, I think, um, and I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, I think that's one of the reasons why the ratings um, for NXT has gone up and has beaten AEW for the second straight week in a row. <laughs> um, Not that we care. No, no. <laughs> I honestly don't give a shit about ratings. Um, I think ratings are the stupidest thing, you know, bringing it out like, well, um, I'm being sarcastic. No, no, I know, but I'm just, I'm just putting out, you've got, uh, <laughs> 1.2 million people watching wrestling on a Wednesday night uh-huh. in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. AEW, Cody. Thank you. NXT, Triple H. Fuck you, Vince. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nah, but dude, seriously, um, that women's division has just been fucking off the chain since they started um, the road to last week's match. And then this week, Tegan finally getting revenge on Raquel and some de- on um, Dakota as well. So it's it's just been really, really great. And I gotta say, I am loving the, the evolution of Tegan's costume and if you anybody noticed she had a new titan tron yeah i did see that mm-hmm. like that i was... thought like because one of my friends um she says okay if there's any tuh or duh i'm going to connecticut and beating up vince i said she just mm-hmm. got a new titan tron and she's wearing brand new marvel captain marvel gear she's fine yeah like she <laughs> my one friend's a really big dakota and tegan knox fan so Ah. Oh, Kayla, what do you think about all this? Um, I'm going to actually admit, I didn't really know who Shotzi Blackheart was until she did come to NXT, which um, instantly fell in love with her. I'm glad she finally came out to help Tegan. Um, Tegan definitely needs help to take away Dakota and Raquel out of the picture. And, um, Vince, no, not Vince McMahon. Uh, well, you could if you wanted to, but Triple H, um, can we just tackle Dakota and just put her back in the cage and just hang her high above the ring, please? <laughs> just, no, just Dakota just needs to go somewhere right now. <laughs> just, what is it? Shark tank. There we go. Put her in a shark tank and just hang her up above the Oh, that's ring. kinky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now man. I know why your phone said what it said earlier. <laughs> no, you remember the Shark Tank matches. Uh, who was in one? James Ellsworth was in one. Enzo was Enzo. in one. Enzo, yeah. Sorry, James Ellsworth, Enzo, whatever the heck his name is. And where are those two people now? We th- th- That no match never goes, never goes anywhere, so we don't want to put the women in danger. No. Dakota will be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Talking about things going a little sideways. So, with NXT UK's um, TakeOver Dublin being postponed, of course, the whole thing with Walter and Finn is is almost getting put on the back burner. Yeah, he did send some messages to Walter this week and everything. So, it seems like they're distracting Finn with the inform of Velveteen Dream, who got set up on Wednesday from Adam Cole. Said some few words about 
um, Adam Cole being the greatest NXT champion of all time, which rubbed the prince the wrong way. So, Kayla, Mr. Uh, the big fan, fan that you are and everything like that, is this a good distraction? It is a very good distraction. Um, I honestly think Dream will put the prince to his limit. Um, however, I'm going to make it short and sweet to the point. Dream is not ready for this version of Finn Balor. Um, because in the words of Finn, everybody's playing checkers. Finn is playing chess. So, checkmate Dream. <laughs> oh, man. Jelly? Uh, it's definitely a distraction. Um, one that I honestly have been salivating over. I've been waiting for Finn to either go after uh, Adam Cole or Velveteen Dream, or any of the Undisputed Era, for that matter. Um, I will say I did love his little um, too sweet at the end of his match on Wednesday. Normally he does the guns now, but he he did the too sweet instead, Mm. um, which was actually very, very uh, heartwarming. Um, But with that being said, Dream has no idea what he's getting into with this version of Finn Balor. Not even close. It's like he's not the same. This is not the same guy that ran in NXT before. And I think Dream is like seriously underestimating him. But um, yeah, Dream wanted him to pick him up for a date next week. And he's going to get it. All right, so speaking of dates, let me kind of say we're here to SmackDown. So this whole thing with, like, Otis, Mandy, Sonya, Dolph, kind of took another page this week, uh, kind of flipped the page a little bit and everything. Uh, Sonya comes out, try to get Mandy to forgive her and everything, but ends up telling her that basically flat out she just told her off. And so... When I'm looking at this whole thing with the whole storyline and everything, in regards to, like, the coupling and how wrong they were and everything, I'm definitely, like, Team Otis and Mandy. But I'm kind of torn because I'm glad that Sonya is getting this break off to break the chance to break out on her own and show us the type of um, person that she is, the wrestler that she is. That promo itself was absolutely gorgeous. And even, like, yesterday or earlier today, I saw something when she was tweeting out to Mandy online, like, hey, I could have been a centerfold, too. And she looked damn hot in that. And and it's like, I'm a married woman. So it's like, I can see it. But it's like, I can say that. So it's like, she looked damn hot. <laughs> so it's like, I'm definitely torn as far as, like, Team Mandy, Team Sonya and everything, because it's like, I have my different reasons for both. So... Oh, help me out with this. Kayla, Team Mandy or Team Sonya? Um, as far as uh, Finn doing the two sweet, I'm going to back up. Um, okay. Also, another thing that warmed me up a little bit, Dolph Ziggler coming out wearing Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder's shirt on SmackDown. Right, yeah. That, that really touched me as well. Um, also, um, if you would have asked me about this question about four episodes ago of who I team I would be on, it would have changed. Um, but I'm going to say, Sonia, I'm glad that she and Mandy finally broke up. 
Um, great promo. Um, hopefully she'll start making her way up to where she needs to be because I do love Sonya to death. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Team Mandy because seeing her and Otis together kind of reminds me of me. Like, I guess you can say I am Otis and Mandy because um, they have that one friend, like, no matter who you dated or who you chose to be with, they're like, oh, you don't need to do that. Or, oh, I can set you up this person or, you know, do this person that, you know, that boy, you know, that person's ugly. I mean, I've had that in my life. And I guess seeing Mandy and Otis together kind of reminds me a little bit about me because it shouldn't matter if you have an Otis or, I don't know, a Dolph Ziggler, but, you know, whoever makes you happy. And I've always been the type of person that goes for, like, your Otises, the ones that always get left behind. So, um, yeah. Four episodes ago, I would have never said this because I've never been fond of Mandy Rose, but I'm on Team Mandy. You're going to make me cry because it's like I'm actually kind of the same bout and everything because I've had like my ups and downs with romance and everything like that. Um, it's like I had like my first serious relationship. I met, uh, I met my ex like right before my 30th birthday and everything. That didn't work out. And then, of course, coming back to home to Houston and everything, I met my husband and it went from there. And so I was just like, I've had my ups and downs with that. So I... <laughs> You're, you're making me teary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right. Jolie, Team Andy, Team Sonia. Team both, to be perfectly honest. I'm glad that Sonia has broken away from Mandy. I'm shocked that they actually pulled the trigger on this. Um, uh, but in the reality, of, like, I'm more Team Mandy because I am Otis. Um, so I know what it's like to be Otis. Like y'all just said, I don't need to go in any further. Um, right. But uh, this definitely gives Sonya the chance to go out there and whoop ass the way that she can. So we will see what happens. Uh, either way, it it is amazing what they are doing. Yeah, it's like it's like absolutely wonderful. All right, so main event SmackDown. We kind of had like a, a rematch of sorts for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. It was the other set of partners. Uh, for And we had The Miz versus Jey Uso versus Big E. And, and with the result of being The New Day picking up their the titles for an eighth time. And I'm glad Miz, Miz and Morrison did not retain uh, I, I myself was personally hoping that the Usos would get them, and but it's like I was I came out of everything okay with the New Day because like I said I just didn't want Miz and Morrison retaining them. But having said that, it's like jolly. Um, now with the New Day picking up the tag titles again, it's their eighth time. A lot of people are saying like, come on, why New Day? Why New Day? Does, does there need to be a shake up with the tag team title picture? Oh, God, yeah, definitely. Um, honestly, if they weren't on Fox and uh, USA, I would definitely think that they should consolidate the tag titles to one title, at least for right now. But, um, 
Yeah, there definitely needs to be a shakeup, but I just don't know how they're going to be able to do it. I mean, you do have the um, the forgotten biker Son. gang. <laughs> forgotten, forgotten sons. sons. Oh, okay. The 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 sons of anarchy rejects. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you do have that fresh blood. There, thank God, there's no crowd because they're used to wrestling in front of silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there has to be some kind of shake up. I mean, I just don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, at least on Raw, you have Viking Raiders, Street Profits. You've got Angel Garza and Austin Theory. You have the the Flybros uh, for Cedric and uh, Ricochet. Um, so there, there's a little bit more tag teams on that, but it's like. Unfortunately, they they've really dropped their ball on uh, tag teams because now you're you're down two teams. So we'll see what yeah. happens. Oh yeah, Kayla. Um, congrats congratulations to the new day for becoming eight time tag team champions. However, I am so sick and tired of the flying pancakes everywhere. Um, <laughs> new day, they're a great tag team. I'll give them credit. They've worked hard for what they've got. But New Day is getting kind of old because it's like it, it seems like they always resort back to New Day. Um, a good twist was definitely was Miz and Morrison, but um, I was kind of hoping Usos would get that chance again, maybe even tie the New Day, but that ain't going to happen now. Yeah. Um, a tag team that I'm going to say that definitely deserves an opportunity that hasn't really got that chance is Heavy Machinery. There you go. Um. They definitely, I think, deserves an opportunity. And then if um, if they really want to do it with a good twist or switch around um, with the rumors that's going around, um, a good twist to even, well, I guess since I say they're on SmackDown, um, would be with a good twist that we've been hearing would be Rob Gronkowski and Mojo Raleigh. That would definitely um, do an interesting shakeup to the tag teams. And Gronk, bring that title back. You're not defending it. Um, but, yeah, as far as tag teams, it kind of could use a shakeup. Like Jolie said, don't really know how they would be able to do it because technically they are down some tag teams. Yeah. But um, if you're not going to give it back to Usos, New Day needs to maybe get some, you know, different competition. Heavy machinery, definitely. So, um, I don't know. Maybe just start throwing people together. Who knows at this point, but. Heck, we might have Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon come out there and try to win the tag team titles, but I mean... <laughs> oh, anything but that. <laughs> hey, anything's possible. <laughs> okay, fine. Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Baron Saxon and Tom Phillips. I take those two over them. <laughs> Only because for me, Tom Phillips is a local boy. He went to Penn State, and you know Byron Saxon gave me a high five outside of Wells Fargo, so I'm okay with that. But Corey Grayson go suck a dick. <laughs> I actually heard on Twitter he might um, he might try to make a comeback of his own. Um. He did think about it, but I think um, a certain person said no. Ah. 
Because it's concussions, so... Oh, okay. His wasn't a neck. His wasn't a neck. Um, his was concussions. Kind of like with Alexa, you know. She... I mean, he he can possibly... Maybe down the line, once they figure out, you know, ways of protecting the brain. But right now, I think it's it's better that he does not. That that's one thing you don't want to mess with is concussions. Yeah, I wasn't too sure about what the injury was and everything like that because I really didn't. Uh, when he wrestled in NXT, I wasn't really watching it around that time, so I wasn't a whole. I wasn't a whole hell of a lot sure about that, but you never that, know. That was that was FCW. Not was that FCW? No, because wasn't he in? Uh, wasn't he tag uh, team champs with uh, Neville? Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. I know that part at least, but because like I was, it was like I saw like one of those YouTube vignettes as far as like previous tag champs or something like that. Um, back up to the new day. Did you see what Big E was doing on SmackDown, licking the titles? Uh, I love that. That was fucking. <laughs> To give you the funny thing, Mojo commented, congrats to New Day. I hope at WWE Big E sanitized those titles before he kissed them and licked them and all the other things he's doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) But see, then I would be the smartass to be like, well, at least they have titles. Ooh, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's like your best friend took your 24-7 title. That's the only way we could throw up that. And it was actually it was also kind of cool that they uh, showed like the video tweets from uh, Xavier and Kofi from home mm-hmm. celebrating. Too. And it's and it's like you got to give it up to Xavier. He's part of the trio, so he's had he's having two title reigns from his couch. Yep. <laughs> not many people can say that. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Well, when. Normally, we try to end, end the show with somebody throwing somebody in Jester's chair. And honestly, it's a, it was up to me this week. But I'm gonna, we kind of had a long episode here. So I'm going to hold off. But next week, I'm throwing both of you in. <laughs> I what, the, what craziness am I going to be up to? Hmm, I got a whole week. To quote gotta... The Rock, bring it on. <laughs> and we can dig it, sucker. <laughs> ah, little book of tea. No, but it's like the only time I've thrown anybody in was when we had Casey, um, our friend Casey, on and everything. So I was like, this is the first chance I'm having to throw either one of them in. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm throwing them both in. But I will hold that till next week because I want to make sure I do this right. All righty. I just want to say the actual uh, the promo of the week, I will have to say, is Becky Lynch's, because I can actually say, I fucking called it. <laughs> I called it. I said she is playing everybody. Yeah. I said, the only thing, like I said, the only thing that bugged me about her promo, but her promo was on fucking fire. Of course. She said the Joker is the one that gets close to the Queen. It's not the Joker. It's the Jester. So stay tuned for the Jester's Court. <laughs> oh, man. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Queen's Takeover. Uh, tune in next time as the takeover continues. 
Yeah, I've got one. And welcome back to another wonderful edition of the Jester's Court. I am your resident Jester Jolie, and I'd like to start off with two things first. Number one being um, my condolences as the Jester and as a wrestling fan to the family, friends, and fans of one of the greatest ring announcers, Howard Finkel. He was the voice of my childhood, he was the voice of a generation, and he was a voice of WWE champions. He will be deeply missed, and I hope he is calling great new champions up in heaven as we speak, along with Mean Gene. Uh, second thing, um, I would like to apologize for um, not doing a couple of these uh, for the past few weeks. Just, um, I'll dive into this a little bit later, uh, but, you know, with everything that's going on, um, staying at home, uh, it's it's um, actually kind of starting to wear on me a lot, and you know it's just it's been very very uh, rough for me. So you know I took some mental mental health days, but I'm kind of thinking that um, this might help me because getting my feelings out, getting issues out, is definitely going to be much more um, therapeutic. So hopefully we'll get more gestures courts. But with that being said, let us get on to today's docket. Case number one. Let's see. Seth freaking man bun tiny balls Rollins thinks he deserves to be number one for a title shot. I say your little bitch ass lost at WrestleMania. Your little bitch ass needs to go back to the line at all. Get in the back of the line, bitch. You don't deserve a title shot. You lost. I mean, how many more times did Kevin Owens need to beat your ass? I mean, you don't deserve a title shot. And it's frustrating that, you know, Seth is constantly in the title picture and I don't hear people bitching like they do for Roman, or they do for Becky, or they do for anybody else. I guess Seth can just get away with it, but no, he he shouldn't be up there. He is a jackass and does that doesn't deserve to always be constantly in the, t- the title hunt. Now, I have stated uh, earlier that there are some people that are better when they're chasing a title. And yeah, he is a better wrestler when he's chasing a title. He's more hungry. He's more motivated. Uh, but he's a heel. So it, things will play out a little bit differently now. He'll have backup. He'll have cheating. And, you know, that's what makes me not like him even more. Um, I'm not going over my issues with the man anymore. People already know I dislike him. Um, I will never discount his talent, but he is a grade-A jackass. And um, his little emo messiah bitchness needs to just go the fuck away. Let other people like Aleister Black, Andrade, Ricochet, Apollo Crews deserve a title. Shuffle for him, so... I find Seth guilty of being a narcissistic emo jackass. Case number two. 
This is uh, going towards the people and the recent events of this past Wednesday when basically a lot of people within the WWE got furloughed, a lot of WWE employees got fired. I would like to say welcome to the rest of the world. The fact that you guys lasted this long, I give kudos to WWE for trying to stick it out for so long. I really do. I feel bad for everybody that's been let go. I feel bad for everybody that's been furloughed. But, you know, the furloughed people, they're going to have a chance to come back. And even, guess what? Some of the fired people are going to have a chance to come back. As I'm recording this, as of 10.56 p.m. on Monday, April 20th, um, there's rumors that Sarah Logan is coming back. I mean, this Raw edition really was talking about Sarah a lot. So, to me, that says they are bringing her back. Um... You know, maybe she said she'll take a pay cut. We we don't know what was said. We don't know who... They're, they're saying that the people stepped up for her to come back. And if that's true, especially with that women's locker room, mad props to them. Especially, you know, because they know how to stand up for their own. They honestly do. They are very, very, very um, deep-bonded women that have been through hell. Honestly. They, they put everything on the line. More so than the men, I feel. They've done everything that they can. But, you know, if the rumors are true that she's coming back, I'm all for it. But the people that are wishing death upon Vince, you know, people saying, well, we're not going to watch the show. We're going to cancel our, our WWE uh, network subscription. Number one, that money doesn't actually even go to the wrestlers. So that's just stupid on your part. Um... And wishing death on Vince, I, I don't know what's wrong with you people. Wishing death on anybody is just just wrong. Um, while, yes, I'll admit that I have said I wish death on somebody, I honestly don't want that person to die. I just say it in the heat, but like the amount of people that kept replaying CM Punk's um, pipe bomb over this, you know, God... Punk was right, or I can't wait for Punk to be right and that old man to be dead. Like, no, dude. There's enough death going on right now. Don't, I don't wish death on anybody. I, even if McMahon is a Trump supporter, I don't give a shit. I don't wish death on him. I honestly don't. It's not worth my time, it's not worth my effort, and I am a firm believer in karma and threefold, so I'm not having that on myself. If you want that on your soul, go right ahead. That just means you're an ignorant jackass, just like Seth Rollins. You know. That just means you're just an ignorant jackass. And, you know, just wishing death on anybody, especially knowing how many people are dying right now from what's going on in the world. But these people lasted longer than a lot of Americans. Myself included. Yes, they're working on a plan to slowly open up the government or the the country, the states are working together to slowly open up, but you know what? It's going to take time. I might not get back to work until July. 
I already know of two concerts that have been canceled um, at my other job, and now there's talks about not having um, crowds in the football stadiums. There's talks about no crowds for a while, or cutting back on crowds somehow with the social distancing, which I don't know how the hell you do that at an 80,000-seat arena. Everybody is hating on the WWE for making a tough call. A tough choice. And I get it. It's kind of shitty. But, guess what? A lot of people are hurting. Right now, um, as of last Thursday, the number of unemployment claims went up to 22 million people. You've got food banks with tens of thousands of cars waiting to get in, praying that they get food for their family. You have doctors standing in front of protesters, holding signs saying, please go home. I don't want to have to see you in my ICU. We are in a very fucked up time. And getting angry and mad at the WWE doesn't do anybody any good. You want to protest? That's fine. Go buy their shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. Go buy their cameo. Uh, tell them you'll send them money for a autograph. But you're not just hurting Vince or his family when you don't watch WWE or when you cancel your network or you, you don't buy t-shirts or swag you're hurting all the other wrestlers so you care so much about the people that are fired that you don't give a shit about the people that are still there I'm sorry I care more about the people that are still there they're the ones that are praying to get paychecks now because some of those might be next on the chopping block and some of those might be your favorites. I mean, the list of they, that was rumored, there were some people on there that are good-ass people that don't deserve to be on that list, but... I mean, shit happens. There's nothing we can do right now. Except... stay home. And wait this all out. You guys have to be patient. And you, you do know that most of those people are going to land on their feet again. And if you guys were such big fans of theirs before, you'll be such big fans again of theirs once they land in a new company. Or hell, they might come back to the WWE. You all hating, being angry, and bitter. I hate saying this, but without the WWE, I don't think wrestling would be where it is today. I mean, yeah, you'd probably still have New Japan and you'd have ROH, CZW, but there would be no All Elite Wrestling. Honestly, don't think so. So it's like, 
Y'all really just need to stop being jackasses. Stop being keyboard warriors. Stop wishing death. You can be angry. That's fine. But just maybe cut back because right now there's too much hatred and anger in this world. Uh, so the court finds you guys all idiots. But you're allowed to be. That's what being having allowed to be free speech and all the good stuff, you know. That's what you're allowed to do. But it is what it is. Being angry isn't going to change the situation. I mean, that's why I didn't do gestures court for a couple weeks. Because I'm angry. I'm very angry. I'm very angry that I'm a non-essential worker. I'm very angry that, you know, I did apply other places. Never heard back. I'm very angry that I don't know when I'll be going back to work. And that makes me depressed. So I'm stuck in an endless cycle. And that's one thing I kind of learned after people got fired on Wednesday. I said, I, I need to learn to let some of this go. So that's why I'm back to doing the gestures court. Because I can actually get some of my anger out. I can get some of this this, this hurt inside of me out. Talking to y'all. Even if you listen. Don't listen. I, I, just, I need just to get it out. And maybe just maybe I'll touch one person. And they'll say, I'm angry too. And maybe I shouldn't be. I have always been forever grateful for Vince McMahon for giving me something that allowed me to have a relationship with my mama, my grandmother. I am forever grateful for Vince McMahon for bringing Dusty Rhodes back to work helping in NXT because he gave us Sasha, Bailey, Becky, and Charlotte. I'm forever grateful for Vince McMahon for creating the WWE and giving me something to look forward to. And I know everybody is bitching about the uh, non-essential wrestling or uh, being essential wrestling and company and all that bullshit. And I'll say this. There's three hours on Monday. There's two hours on Wednesday. And there's two hours on Friday. That I forget. I forget what the hell is going on. And yeah, okay, the empty arenas might make me remember. But the story, that's what makes me forget. So. Court is now adjourned. And the gesture says, stay home. Be safe. Stay healthy. Until next time.